All right, well, uh, I do want to say a good morning to everybody. It's great to see you. It's great to be together. Uh, you can say good morning back to me at this point. Okay, great, great. It sounds like people are half alive out there. And I do agree with Scott, actually, uh, that it's not that hot out today. Um, but I'm going to turn things up a little bit. So we're going to get, it's going to get hot in here. So I hope you are prepared for that. Um, you can turn with me in your Bibles over to Acts 14. And if you know anything about Acts, Acts, things get hot in Acts, don't they? Uh, the disciples turn things up in Acts, or I should say the Holy Spirit turns things up in Acts. We'll be over there in Acts 14 in just a minute. Um, but I do want to say it's so great to be back in the park this summer. Can I get an amen to that? I mean, just the freshness and being out here and creation and be able to see the sights and the hills in the background. I mean, it is such a great place to worship God together. Um, I love the summer. Summer is actually one of my favorite seasons, uh, and I hope it's a, a great season for you. And I want you to ask yourself this question right now. What kind of summer do you want to have? Okay, what kind of summer do you want to have this summer? And I think most of us, um, if we're honest, and if we really think about it, we want to have a spiritually amazing summer. Right. We want to have the best summer that we've ever had from a spiritual standpoint. But for many of us, we're not willing to do what it takes to have a spiritually awesome summer. Why? Because it's so easy to just be comfortable. It's so easy to just do what we did last summer. And if we do that, we're going to have the same result. And so we have to decide that we're going to be different. We have to decide that, yes, I want to have a spiritually awesome summer, and that this summer things are going to be different. And as you join with God in that endeavor and in that work, your summer will be awesome. Your summer will be amazing. I want for us in the Hudson Valley to have one crazy spiritual summer. One crazy spiritual summer. And by crazy, I mean extremely enthusiastic. Okay, not wild and random, but extremely enthusiastic. And One Crazy Summer uh, is actually the title of an 80s movie. Has anybody ever, uh, with John Cusack and uh, Demi Moore? Yeah, I mean, it's an 80s movie, so it's awesome. Um, but it's, it's, it's just a movie about a bunch of teenagers that go out to Nantucket and they have a crazy summer. And it's fun, and, and that's great, um, but it's not very meaningful. And so I want for us in the Hudson Valley to have a meaningful and fun but intentional summer. And so I want to paint a picture for you real quick to think about what that looks like. So to have a spiritually awesome summer, what that means is that we're going to be, be changing and becoming more like Jesus. That we're going to be growing closer to God. That we're going to be walking closer to Him than we ever have before. And so when we think about those character issues and, and things that we need to change in our character, a spiritually awesome summer would be those things are changing. And maybe not they're not completely gone, those issues that we have, but they're better. Because we're intentional about it and we're joining with God in that endeavor. It also looks like us having close relationships with one another to the point where we're not just getting together because it's Sunday and we're at church, but we're getting together and we're spending time together because we want to be close. 
because we know we need it, and because we're in the fight together. Can I get an amen to that? And it also looks like us being out with people, spreading the gospel, sharing our faith, helping people to know and understand Jesus. You know, it's so easy to just be in our own zone and be in, in our comfort zone and think that, oh, they don't really need Jesus. They do have their lives together. But that's, that's the lie. That's a myth. And so to have us one crazy spiritual summer, we need to be out and about with people, sharing our faith and spreading the gospel. And so if that's the kind of summer we're going to have, a great place to draw inspiration for that summer is in Acts. I mean, Acts is a wild and crazy experience. Can I get an amen to that? I mean, these people were convicted about the gospel. They were convicted and led by the Holy Spirit. And that experience that they had, stepping out on faith, going out and spreading the gospel, set the foundation for us to have the faith that we have here today. So let's not let it be for naught. Okay, let's make sure that we are taking that and seeing what they did, and not necessarily just imitating that and replicating that, but taking that to the next level. So we're going to be in Acts 14 today, looking at this experience that Paul and Barnabas had together. And so my two points today are, and again, in the context of having one crazy spiritual summer, one, do good together. Let's go out and do good together. And then number two, with crazy preaching. Okay, with crazy preaching. And again, crazy, not wild and random, but extremely enthusiastic. So Acts 14, we're going to begin in verse 8. Okay, you guys with me so far? Okay, just two points today. So if you're with me now, that's great. We'll, get, we'll continue on, and hopefully you'll stay with me for the second point as well. So in verse 8, in Acts 14, in Lystra, there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. So I want to give this passage some context here. And so Paul and Barnabas had previously been in Iconium. They had been led by the Spirit, spirit to Iconium. And while they're in Iconium, they saw some success. They had some success there. So they went out to the Jewish synagogue, which was typical for them. They'd go out to the Jewish synagogue. They'd preach and they'd teach about Jesus and about God. And sometimes people would believe. And in that case, people had believed. A number of both Greeks and Jews. But in that case, some didn't. When they were in Iconium, some didn't. So there was this division. And those that didn't believe ended up causing this uprising, wanted to stone Paul and Barnabas, and so they left. And they went on. But re the reality is, is that they didn't stop preaching because they, found they faced some persecution. They said, okay, we can't do this here anymore. We're going to go on to another place. We're going to preach the word there. And so they went to Lystra. And what's interesting about uh, Lystra was that they didn't enter a Jewish synagogue there. And it could be that maybe there wasn't a Jewish synagogue. So they didn't let that stop them as well. They went out and they found people and they met people where they were. They went out into the streets, and so it seems. And while they were out preaching and speaking about Jesus, a lame man saw Paul and he listened to him. He said, wow, this guy has something important to say, so I'm going to listen to him. What is his message? 
And then Paul looks directly at him and sees in him that he had faith to be healed. So in this experience, in this interaction, Paul decides to do some crazy goodness. And he heals the man. And he tells the man to stand up on his feet. Which seems like a very simple request, right? But this was a lame man. This was a man who was not able to walk. But Paul said, get up and walk. And at that, the man jumped up and began to walk. He took a leap of faith. But remember, this was the result of Paul and Barnabas. They were together. It doesn't indicate that in the text. We'll get there in a second. But this was a result of Paul and Barnabas deciding to do some good together. And it's amazing to see what God does through us when we go out with the intention of doing his will. And in this case, Paul decides to use his gifts. He uses gifts of faith, knowledge, and speaking to do some good. And he does so with his companion Barnabas. And I want to ask you, have you ever stepped out on faith with someone to do some good? Have you ever decided with somebody else, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm just going to do some good? And I just, as I think about my own life, um, as I was mentioning before, it's just so easy to stay in my comfort zone, to stay where things are easy, right? To stay where things are cooler, right? In a hot summer, to stay in that AC or to stay by that fan. And I, I can struggle with this. I just, I want to stay in my own zone, in my comfort zone. And that's not going to get us very far, is it? That's not really going to get us the life that we know that God wants for us. If we just stay to ourselves, if we just stay in our zone. And I, I, I want to remind us actually of um, Ryan preached a great sermon last week. Um, he preached a great sermon about the needs that we have here right in the Hudson Valley, right in our own region. And I want to highlight some of those things, just mention those again that Ryan mentioned as far as needs right here in the Hudson Valley. We need singers for the music ministry, especially those who speak Spanish. I didn't sign up for that one because that, that's obviously uh, uh, not me. Either one of those things. No habla espanol and... Uh, and I don't, I don't sing very well. But anyway, uh, we also need musicians for the music ministry, especially a drummer and a piano player. People to help organize events as part of our Hope Worldwide chapter in our singles ministry and our teen ministry. People to mentor our teens and preteens. People to lead new Bible talks and to strengthen existing ones. People to lead Bible studies and those who are interested in joining the church. People to do graphic design work for our flyers and logos. People to organize visits to those who are sick or shut in and can't make it to church. People to help with our online and social media presence. People to help us raise money for different causes. And there are no more needs than just that. Okay, but th that's a number of needs. And I didn't hear much of a response after that. Um, I didn't hear about people saying, oh, you know, I want to do this or I want to do that. I, I, I want to sign up for this. And so... What I want to challenge all of us to do today is to sign up for those things. Um, think about what you can give. What is your talent? Ask somebody, you know, and, and think through it and pray about it. Hopefully you were able to do that this week. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe you were just taking some extra time to pray about it. So amen. That's great. Um, but I have these sign-up sheets. And so I'm going to put these right up here in the front. And I encourage you to come up after service and to sign up for giving uh, in meeting some of those needs. 
It's probably not going to stay there, so I'm just going to put it down here, and I'll put it uh, back up there afterwards. Can I, uh, amen? Can we, amen? Can we have some people sign up for those? Okay, amen. amen. And so with that, I mean, with that same point, another thing that's important for us to do is that we need to hear sermons and not just sit on them, okay? We need to hear sermons and do something about them. We need to respond, okay? The Bible talks about hearing and doing, right? Not just listening. And so the same is true for our sermons. Let's listen to a sermon and then make a decision about it. Let's not just sit on the sidelines, church. Let's get in the game. Okay, that's a good metaphor to think about with the World Cup, right? You don't want to just sit on the sidelines. You want to get in the game. And I want to encourage all of us to this summer get out into our communities and wherever we find ourselves and do some good. Do some good in our communities. Um, I, I want to highlight uh, one person in particular. You know, uh, Elaine Calavaro um, is somebody who I really admire in this respect. She's constantly looking for ways to get out into the community and do some good. And one of the initiatives that she's a part of is uh, right in Nyack. There's this, uh, it's called Nyack Basics. And you can ask uh, her for more information about this. But essentially the idea is that we want to help all of our kids in Rockin County, they're starting in Nyack, so hopefully it'll spread, to have a great start in life. And so this initiative is about joining with community partners and going out and trying to help kids to have their basic needs met, including that of being literate and developing their literacy skills. And so that's something that Elaine is very passionate about. She's been involved with it. She's talked about it with me and other people. Um, and I think that's a great example for us. Let's get out into the community Find what we're good at and what we're passionate about and do some good. You know, oftentimes we say that we're too busy with things, right? We're too busy to go out and do that. We're too busy to sit down and study the Bible with somebody, to share Jesus with people. We say that we're just, we have too much going on. But I have one question for you with that. What are you so busy with? What is it that you're so busy with? that you can't get out and help someone know Jesus or help do some good in your community, right? And I hope that you find that challenging because it should be, and it is. I think oftentimes we get caught up with things that are just less important, but we need to realize what the things are in life that are the most important and prioritize those things. Prioritize eternal things. Can I get an amen to that? So here's, here's, here's my call or challenge to you. Decide who can be your partner in your one crazy spiritual summer. Figure out who that person is, your companion, your Barnabas. Who is that for you? And let them know. Or ask. Maybe, maybe you should ask and make sure that that's okay with them. Um, but let them know and then join up and just go out and do some crazy good this summer. Find something in particular that you can do together and decide that you will do them. And so doing good together must be accompanied by crazy preaching. And I think when we hear that, we may kind of, well, that's not necessarily my gift, crazy preaching. Um, but if we're going to really have an effect, if we're really going to have one crazy spiritual summer, we have to... Be ready to preach and speak about Jesus. So uh, moving on in the story in Acts, so Acts 14, we're going to continue on in verses 11 and 18. So point number two, my last point, okay, amen? Still, still with me, still together? 
Okay, see, it, it is getting a, a little bit hotter. Uh, but in verse 11, when the crowd saw that Paul had done, or what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. But when, Paul, but when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out in the crowd shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We too are only human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. In the past, he let all nations go their own way. Yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. So kind of a pr pretty crazy response from the crowd. I mean, Paul just does this miracle, and then the people come, and they want to offer sacrifices to them, thinking that they're gods, thinking that they're Zeus and Hermes. And I want to explain a little bit behind this story uh, to help make sense of why they did that. So in Lystra, there's actually a, there's a, an old myth, um, an old legend about Zeus and Hermes coming to that town in disguise. And they went to see if anybody would offer them hospitality. And nobody in the town offered them any kind of help or hospitality but two peasants. And so Zeus and Hermes destroyed the entire town, except for those two peasants that offered them hospitality. And so the people in Lystra, knowing the story, realized, whoa, maybe this is, this is happening again. Zeus and Hermes have come to us. We don't want to make that same mistake again. So they offered sacrifices to them. So that, hopefully that explains a little bit behind their response, which is kind of crazy. Um, but in just thinking about that hospitality idea, I do want to take a quick time out for a second. Of course, that story is a myth and a legend, and we shouldn't want to do hospitality because we're afraid we're going to be destroyed by two gods. But, you know, in the spring, we started this idea of a hospitality week. And though it's not necessarily in our schedule for the summer, I want to encourage you, keep that hospitality going. Join together with the people in your Bible talk and in your group and continue hospitality through the summer. It's a great thing <clears throat> to practice, and I want us to be a church that is known for our hospitality. Okay, so back to the story. So Paul and Barnabas wanted nothing to do with that. They were like, no, 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 you, you have the wrong idea here. And I think this is important, an important point that I want to highlight, <clears throat> because think of how easy it is to just take the credit for yourself. When you go out and do something good, and people want to praise you for the good, how easy it is to just say, yeah, man, that's all me. It's a, it's a very humanistic response, right? I'm just going to go out and do good because I'm just good. But we have to remind people that it's really not about us, right? It's really not just because of our own goodness. It's because of the goodness of God and the goodness that God has shown us. We want to go out and share that with others. <clears throat> and they were ready and prepared to do that, to point people back to God because they knew what their goal was. They knew that their goal was to make God known. They knew that their goal was Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the Great 
Commission, go and make disciples of all nations. That was their motivation, and they were led by the Spirit. And so they met people where they were at, and they taught them about God through what God had made. They talk about, they talk about creation. They knew that they would understand that, and so that's what they, they preached about. Romans 1, verse 20, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. And being out in creation is a great way to help people see God. I mean, look at the beauty of the things around us, right? The river, the hills, the trees. I mean, just the beauty of creation, the sky, the sun. <clears throat> God has made it all. William Barclay shares this story in his commentary on Acts 14. We do well to remember that the world is the garment of the living God. It is told that once, as they sailed into the Mediterranean, Napoleon's men were discussing God. In the talk, they eliminated God altogether. Napoleon had been silent, but now he lifted his hand and pointed to the sea and the sky. Gentlemen, he said, who made all this? Who made all this? Thank you. You can tell it's been a while since I've been preaching because I've lost my voice already. But I'm going to power through. Um, <clears throat> so, so Paul explains to the people there that God is a provider. And he lets them know that God provides rain from heaven, crops in their season, bringing plenty of food, and fills their hearts with joy. He wanted the people to know where true goodness comes from. He was ready to preach when the opportunity came. And it's important to realize that, you know, once we go out and do good together, we need to be ready to tell people about God. We need to be ready to, to, to preach to people about who God is and what drives our lives, what drives and motivates our goodness. You know, our core leadership group here in the Hudson Valley um, is a great group. And I just want to uh, remind people or let people know who, who's a part of that group. Um, <clears throat> the Canards are part of that group. Uh, the Pensadases are part of that group. Um, Efren and Cindy, uh, uh, Phil and Iris, Isaiahs are part of that group. Um, Mark and Fiona Sanders, uh, Ryan and, and Lauren McCullough, and then Katie and I are part of that group. And so we met together on Tuesday. And we decided that as a group, we want to take up the challenge of being more outward focused and sharing our faith with people and talking to people about God. And we said we wanted to do that every single day this week. And so we started this uh, text messaging, this group text message. And the women have been sharing stories, and the guys have been sharing stories. I mean, it's been a lot of fun and super encouraging. I mean, Amazon people have been shared with. Uh, sorry, uh, Amazon the store people, people have been shared with. <laughs> I saw, that, I saw that going differently in my head, but I think we all, uh, Amazon delivery people, how, how, that's better, right? <clears throat> um, Amazon delivery people have been shared with. Um, pe pe uh, people at CVS have been shared with um, late at night. Um, <clears throat> people at McDonald's have been shared with. Uh, people at Hibachi 
uh, a chef at Hibachi has been shared with. Um, patience, uh, Mark's patience have been uh, shared with <coughs> people in Manhattan, different people in Rockland County. I mean, there's all ki- people at the mall. I mean, there's been all kinds of crazy stories that have come out of that goal and that challenge. And it's been exciting. It's been a lot of fun. It's been very yeah. encouraging to participate that and refocus and push ourselves to be out there and sharing with people. And I want to encourage you to to do the same, to join with people and refocus, to join with people and get excited, to set a goal. And whatever your goal is, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything specific, but whatever motivates you and helps you to get out there and share with people. You know, one of the structures and opportunities that we have in place to allow us to preach and teach to others are Bible talks. And I just want to take the opportunity to remind us of why Bible talks exist. Bible talks exist for two reasons. One is to reach out to other people and win the world, to help people understand and know God, to teach people the Bible. That's one reason why Bible talks exist. The other reason that Bible talks exist is to hold on to each other, to develop that family, those family-like relationships. And so I want, us to, I want it to remind us of why those Bible talks exist so we remember what our focus should be there. Now, we don't necessarily meet in Bible talks over the summer from a, a, you know, a church structure standpoint, but I want to encourage you to continue to be together and to go out and reach out to somebody. You know, crazy goodness must be accompanied by crazy preaching. And so be ready to share about God. And that readiness comes from a couple things. And so this is what I want to encourage you with, with thinking about going out and doing good together, um, but also uh, preaching together. That readiness comes from praying about it, from being in the word. So it's in our minds and in our hearts and deciding to be led by the spirit of God and by encouraging each other. So I encourage you to do those four things. Pray about it, be in the word, be led by the Spirit, and encourage each other. So back to, we're going to circle back to to what I said in the beginning. If you want to have an, an extraordinary summer, now is the time to decide to do that. Now is the time to decide that you're going to go out and do some good together. Now is the time to decide that we're going to follow that up with crazy preaching, and then step out in faith, but expectantly, as we in the Hudson Valley will truly have one crazy spiritual summer. Amen. Thank you.